We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good? Lucky Lucky Podcast. I threw a little something on there. Boy, the Anora boys in the building. Left FD2 Mics brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. You can find us on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted City. Hey. So we're going to lock in today, man. We're going to hear from the players. We're going to talk about, look, I've been hearing a lot about this Stanford game as a revenge game. It's Stanford, man. And uh, David Shaw is gone. That's right. Like he snuck Marcus Freeman, and yeah, Marcus Freeman is just dude. You just can't get that lick back. That's right. So take all that revenge stuff off the table. Take it like, off the table. Yes. Then we'll talk about the schedule next year, left. I think it's looking looking worse than I originally thought. That's right. I mean, it's going to be a clean sweep, provided we do the things we need to do. You don't know who Texas A&M is going to have. Transfer portal opens December 4th. I expect a lot of Aggies in that portal. Florida State, we'll see over the next two weeks what this Ryder Maker kid is about, because he's going to be the quarterback next year. But they lose both top wide receivers. That's right, because they lose to Evan Stewart, right? They lose to running backs. Two offensive linemen, Jared Verse, Fisk. They lose a lot, man. So we have two teams on the schedule that we don't know. Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom has gone to Big Ten championships at Purdue, come back with expectations. And the next year that Purdue team flops. So you don't know who Louisville is going to be. Even though that's a because Jeff Brom definitely might bounce after a season like this. You know what? That's a possibility left. We 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's a distinct possibility. I didn't even think about that. But I want to start off with this, man. Be thankful for your situation because it could always be worse. If you want to complain about the wide receiver position at Notre Dame, huh, just look at what Patrick Mahomes has to deal with every week. It's pathetic. Pathetic, left. Very pathetic. That dude. That dude is throwing balls to managers from Home Depot. Like, it's awful. It's awful. But I'm actually man. If if I were Pat, yo, I'll be talking to Brent Beach like, hey man, you need to get this right. That's right. And speaking of that left. The wide receiver room, the youngsters, they put on the show a little bit Saturday. They did. They had some, and, had some plays. Yeah. And the leader of the pack, Rico, this is what he said post-game. And Greathouse really kind of controlled the passing game tonight. What has it meant to, uh, for, for you guys to really be the featured, featured guys all as freshmen? I mean, that's a big, like, big for us. But, you know, we can't give in to that yet, just quite yet. We can still got to keep laying these bricks down game by game, practice by practice, and keep going at it every week. Coach Freeman talked about, uh, you know, you now have to kind of handle that, that success and, and move forward. How, how do you, you know, kind of build on this performance? Um, I feel like I've been humble my whole life, so I don't really, like, that was today or tomorrow, and now we're on to Stanford next week. I don't really just stay on my high moments and I'll give credit to my mom too. Like she was on me like that. Like she would, anytime I was doing something good, she's gonna tell me what I did wrong. Like how Freeman is talking about the he gonna get on me about my fun with sound just like my mom. So <laughs> um, I'm I'm ready for that too. Um but yeah I just gotta keep going and can't stay in one place. I gotta elevate each game. 
that goes right along to you know having the right people in your corner. If your mom can also be your biggest critic, like your coach, yeah, you know you're working in good space. You know, for Rico, it is an opportunity for him to rise in the ranks as a number one receiver, just due to the fact that the situation is called for it, and you know he dominate these next couple games and going into bowl game season. I think he can look to a brighter future, leading the young receiver core that in a lot of ways needs an alpha dog. It needs a star. So, yeah, you want to lay brick by brick, but also work on lowering your shoulder because you got popped on one of those, you know, plays by <laughs> trying to dance a little bit too much. But you're going you're gonna to get those licks early, and then hopefully you can uh, continue to rise and, and do well. So I think what's also going to highlight that is having a quarterback that's capable of getting them the ball a lot more than sometimes. And with the threats that we believe that we have, we think that that's going to be a very good possibility once he's able to uh, get in a rhythm with the other receivers. We think that can make plays like a Jaden Greyhouse, like a Tobias, like the guys coming in because, you know, we need that type of attention right now. I like the young man not being satisfied. Oh, uh, You know what else I like? Has Notre Dame ever had a player that that wore grills? Yeah, we had Greg Bryant, rest in peace. He oh, was... from Florida. Yeah, he had the gold. Yes. That's definitely a Florida thing, a South thing. But, it's you know, it's good to see some personality. It seems to me that personality has seemed to be the, the lead dog in the room. Yeah, yeah. You know, just something different. I think all the guys are very – responsible young men, but as a football player, that's the only edge it seems the room has outside of a walk-on lacrosse player. Lucky Lefty Podcast. What's your confidence level in the youngsters, the freshmen, Rico, Greathouse, Faison, as they go into the offseason and uh, go into next season? What's your confidence level? What do you think your confidence level is going to be like with those youngsters going into next season? Well, you want to see an opportunity for them to be able to play big in big moments. And I want to be able to see those guys be guys that can run after the catch. I think that's going to be the ultimate uh, qualifier for me in terms of go-to number one receiver is a guy that can run after the catch. And somebody that can prove that I think is going to be the biggest factor for the team next year in the passing game because I do think that we'll be able to get a lot of five to ten yard completions, but it's going to take somebody to take those five or ten to the touchdown to, or explosive plays for us to be able to really see that impact on the passing game like we think that we have at, at the receiver position. In your opinion, would bringing Chris Tyree back impact their development or take production away from those young receivers? I mean, it would take production away just because he's there, but I think that uh, production away from the young guys, but either way, we don't have a guy that we we need nor we miss at this point. So for us and for me specifically, Chris Tyree adding himself back in. It's just about can the quarterback find ways to give him the football to make the impact. And for the younger guys, I think there is 
a development piece that needs to be in that slot. I think Jaden has done a great job. But we'll see, I mean, how the how is the offense going to be changed without an Aldrich estimate? Are we going to a run heavy because we have Jeremiah Love and Jadarian and the running backs that are coming in? Or are we looking at a different focus of the offense because the offense is totally going to look different not having your running back and your quarterback there? So what is the dynamic going to look like? Uh, Mitchell Evans, I don't even think is going to be there. So you're working with a whole new group. A whole new uh, left tackle when Joel is leaving, so it's it's a it's a science project in the sense that you need to identify who you want to go out there as your quarterback. And Jelly is looking like the leader right now, but it's a long time between now and the spring and now and next fall. So the whole new offense having a new makeup, I think, is something Marcus Freeman can get his hands on a little bit more in terms of the direction he wants it to go. Um, the this, this success that seems to keep reoccurring for me, in my opinion, is the play action needs to be developed. And, you know, it, it's about who can toss that ball the deepest and most accurate because we know we're going to be able to take some shots with a nice running game, especially with the talent Dina McCullough and Marcus Freeman is able to acquire in that room. So for me, I do think that the possibility of the offense you know, and those receivers being having a heavy hand in it is a huge possibility, especially that those those young core that got a chance this year to kind of salvage what that room has left. And for those older guys, you know, Chris Tyree and and the Dion Cozy of the world, you know, you have to make some decisions because Marcus Freeman should challenge that room to advance, just not just because it's seniors, but because it needs to be competitive in that room to make it better. Left, I'm right there with you. You just tapped into something. Man, look. The years of Notre Dame just plugging in the seniors at the wide receiver position. Man, dude, if I can't trust you to be on the field, then what are we talking about? Like, I hope Jaden Thomas and Deion Cozy continue in the tradition of seniors at the position having their best years. But you're going to have to show me like Missouri, bro. That's the show me state. I'm going to have to see it. Other than that, these youngsters are at the forefront in my development, including Sal Date, Cam Williams, the freshman coming in. Like, dude, Braylon James, this is, this is the talent. Tobias Merriweather, this is the talent. Forget the seniority. This is the talent to take us to the next level offensively. For me, that's being pushed to the forefront during the spring and the offseason more than seniority. That's right. Especially, you know, you want to get your your ship at the right balance. You know, I think we've been wading in the water and riding the wave too often these last couple of years. I think this is the year where we get some consistency on what it should look like year in and year out outside of the the makeshift uh, what we had before in terms of continuing somebody else's stuff. So this is the year we find our balance and consistency, and I think Marcus Freeman is going to take hold of that because if not now, then never. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Let's talk about more of that youth. And our poll question of the day up on the YouTube page right now. 
Where does Audrey Estime rank on the all-time running back list at Notre Dame? Is he top three? Is he top five? Is he top ten? Or number one? Those are your options. Go to the YouTube page right now. Subscribe. Smash the like button. Hit the notification bell. So every time we go live, you'll be able to rock with us right now. If you have questions, you know, later we're going to get to the bag. That's what we do best. GTB. Put GTB, your question, your comment, and we'll get to it in the second half of the show. Talking about the great number seven, man, his comments post-game. It's been a ride, a lot of ups and downs, but I'm so blessed that I chose this place. This place, uh, honestly, changed my life, honestly, for better. Like you said, I could come back. I could not. I don't know. That's not a decision I've made yet, but I'm just look looking to finish these next two games, and I'm just so blessed to be a part of this great team and with a great, uh, great group of guys and great group of coaches and great refs, great media, great professors, and everyone. We'll go to your right on the third row. Hi, Audric. Did you feel any kind of wave of emotions that that could potentially have been your last time walking off that field? Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Definitely, um, uh, definitely, because uh, I never, I haven't made a decision yet. But like you said, it could be potentially my last time. And I know for a fact it was Sam Hartman's last time. It was JD. Uh, some of the guys on the defense's last time. A lot of the seniors. So just going hard with them the whole summer, dying and conditioning, just to be able to finish out strong like this and see the smiles on their face and see everyone's family on the field. It was just a great moment and a moment I'll remember forever. So, yeah, we were very adamant yesterday, Left, that uh, as much as we love Aldrich Estime, uh, we would not be mad if he left for the NFL. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. We, we 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 definitely would want him to graduate. I think he's a service Notre Dame, just like Kyron Williams serviced Notre Dame as as well as he could. And Kyron was able to take the honorable graduation route and be able to set, put himself in a good position where he's in the league now making some plays. So it was a good graduation, not a wrong graduation. Yeah, I look at it like this, Left. It's one of those things where um, I think he's been great for the youngsters. And somebody, this is something I wanted to bring up as well. Comment from my guy, Jay Carr. Said the run scheme will probably be different with more versatile backs than a great North and South runner in estimate. Well, I'm interested. Left, man, you're an OC. The conversation between Jared Parker and Joe Rudolph is going to be very interesting because what you saw against Wake Forest is you saw Notre Dame with the young interior starting for the first game, Billy Shrouth and Ashton Craig, go from all of the pulls and athleticism, and they went back to what made them dominant at the end of the year as an offensive line from last year. And that was power, duo. That's the strength of this team. And that's the basis or the base of most of these men on the offensive line or in the offensive line room. That's what they've been under. Power scheme, duo scheme, especially with Tommy Reese. 
You come in, Joe Rudolph tries to implement all this athleticism, pulls, buck sweeps, all that stuff, and it wasn't working. You saw what the line was able to do when they went back to their roots and were just able to go ahead, run power, duos, get to the next level, impact the linebackers, and allow Audrey Estimate to do his thing. But, heck, Jeremiah Love came in and got five yards of pop running straight ahead. So you might have more versatile backs. I don't know if that impacts the blocking. Yeah, I think, you know, more versatile backs just means more backs in space in different ways, hopefully. So the run game, I don't think, should change on the base of a duo thing because that's our thing. I think that's what Joe Rudolph, you know, can carry on along with Jared Parker, who has seen to take a liking of that play as well. But I also think that, you know, having versatile backs, Joe Rudolph is the most equipped dealing with the staple of running backs he had at a time when Melvin Gordon and, and, and James White and all those guys were different type of backs and they had 2,000 seasons each. So I think that film still exists in that Notre Dame area and he's going to be able to utilize that with the style of running that Jeremiah Love is. But hopefully that also incorporates Jeremiah Love in the pass game, which I think makes him very special as well that we have yet to see. But we know the, the number one most open receiver in any play is the running back. And Jeremiah Love being a talent in, in many different facets can help us do better in that way, especially with a young quarterback, regardless of who it is starting back there next year. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. I think the talent, the youth, was served well on both sides of the ball. Wide receivers got loose. Play action left. 10 for 12 for 137 yards on play action passes. I guess the play action can work at Notre Dame. 
Yeah, it's just a matter of continuing to use it as a as a threat and not as, you know, a surprise. I think we surprise ourselves when we see how well it ends up working every time we use it. We just don't use it enough to say that's the other compliment to our offense, which I think is something that we have to grow into trusting our quarterback to and leaning on him in the past game to make more plays downfield. As we move forward, I think it's very important that we understand the quarterback position must be improved, right? That's safe to say, left. Absolutely. Um, you need more playmaking ability at the position, right? Um, game manager, and I said this yesterday, left. If Notre Dame had supreme talent at the wide receiver position, a veteran stud offensive line, and the running back room that they're going to have, and heck, this might be the best tight end room. By the way, I know you mentioned it earlier. Mitchell Evans will be back next year. Left. Okay. So they'll have leadership in that room, but they'll also have youth, right? Because you saw Eli Raritan and Cooper Flanagan. Dude, they might be the best runners athletically in the room, right? Mitchell Evans athletically might be the third or fourth best tight end athletically. So getting the right guy quarterback, if they were more experienced and talented, I wouldn't have a problem with Steve Angeli being the starter left. Because Steve Angeli is not an eraser at the position, right? Can he manage a talented offense? He probably could, especially against that schedule next year. But is he that next level erase mistakes, make plays, playmakers at the position? That's something that I sit here today and I say, I don't think he is. I don't think he is, but we're going to see in the offseason because it doesn't matter what I say. That young man has an opportunity to go out and prove himself along with C.J. Carr and Kenny Mitchell. Yeah, I think if he's given a chance the rest of this season, he can prove a little bit with the, with the game having a little bit more at stake. Mm-hmm. I agree. So let's hear from Ten after the game, talking about this season and how things went left. Those the games. I mean, we were filling them out. They were filling us out, and um, you know, there's, I'm sure there's corrections on the tape. But you know, it's um, it was a it was a it was a weird game. I mean, I think uh, to say it was just another game is be lying. I think uh, Saj, I guess me another hundred yards for the boy. Um, damn, he actually went for one twenty four. That's impressive. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think it was a, you know, it's an emotional game. I think a senior, um, senior night, second senior night, but here at Notre Dame, you know, obviously it's, you know, it's an unbelievable send off for our guys, and it, it's always going to point to me and be in the Wake Forest, you know, whatever. And, um, but I was just happy to see us go out there and execute as a football team. I think we've been, um, especially on offense, been dying to do that for the past really three, four weeks, and. 
um, you know, for our fans to, to get a performance by us that, that is, I felt, noteworthy and um, a fun experience and a game I'll always remember. Well, you can appreciate Sam acknowledging the significance of what it means to have senior day at Notre Dame and to be able to get a win like that. And it, it probably is one of the top memories, you know, you beat your former team on senior day. So. Yeah. You know what's funny about that clip? He mentioned that Audrey Estimate went over 100 and then said, oh, man, he went for 124. That's impressive. I'm like, bro, this is Notre Dame, 124. For the number one running back, that's that's we expect that darn it every week. That's right. Like, dude, you definitely have never had a good running back or a consistent running game. It's obvious. If that impresses you, man. Look, I told you, Sam Hartman, I don't think knew what he was stepping into as a quarterback at Notre Dame. Absolutely. I mean, the gifts just keep giving when it comes to you know, you were the first to probably get that much money to even come to Notre Dame to play quarterback and then to not have to have the expectations but 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 for a year and to be gone with the win, it's like, man, you made a great bank robbery situation. But in terms of just the the the, the possibilities at the position, mm-hmm. man, you know, what somebody that is a little more dangerous could do and what it can mean for the program. It should be very exciting. I'm, man, I'm excited to get there in the spring, bro, at bowl prep. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to watch practices, do skeleton drills. I'm, I'm excited, man, because I'm telling you, this team, from a talent standpoint, is more talented. That's not the question. Now, I won't name names, but there's some coaches that should be under the microscope. All right, there's some coaches that should be under the microscope. And at the end of the day, you have to find some things to bring out production. Because you can't sit here and tell us we don't have talent. You can't sell us on that, left. You flat out can't. I'm going to give you something that might be uh, quizzical for you left i want you to rank the position rooms right now as far as talent moving forward well i think the running back room definitely the first group i would say if we're just doing offense versus defense say that the the running back room is the most dangerous and most consistent and is responsible for the most production offensively. So if we're talking about on the offensive side, the running backs would be first. I would say the the tight ends. I would say the tight ends will be second from a talent and meaning to the to the offensive unit, I would say they're second. And then I would say the offensive line is third. And then just from a talent perspective, you know, I would like the receivers to be right there, but it's, it, 
you know, for what we need, they're both fourth and fifth probably tied. So you got running back, tight end. I, I would probably put quarterback and O-line right at three. Quarterback room is unproven, but with CJ and Kenny, the old line is talented. It's just young. And if they're going to continue to go duo power, which is the strength of most of the guys they recruited, I'll rock with that. Wide receiver, once again, talented, young. I mean, I understand why you have them where you have them. But that tight end room left is next year is going to be, once again, five deep. They definitely might be the deep. The, the most depth is in the tight end room. And my, I'm talking about guys that can come in and immediately play. Being in the running back room. I mean, it could, you can argue the tight end might be the most depth. Running back might be the more talented. O-line is talented, but we'll see. Even if Blake Fisher leaves, right? Because I know everybody thinks Blake Fisher. This is the thing about Blake Fisher. I've been telling people this all year. Right? Blake Fisher has all his flaws, right? But his flaws are magnified when Notre Dame gets off schedule. See, Notre Dame is a running team. See, when, when Blake Fisher is allowed to run block and maul and then play action and not so much drop back passes, you don't see the flaws as much. And it's something he needs to be more consistent at, his footwork, attacking the speed rush instead of letting the speed rush get to him. We get it. But guess what? Blake Fisher can go to a team like the Ravens who pretty much throw to the tight end and run the ball and be successful now because of that system. Now he might get exposed if he went and played for Kansas City. That doesn't run the ball as much. It's a lot of drop back with Patrick Mahomes. Blake Fisher could go play right tackle for the 49ers. Opposite Trent Williams, run the ball the majority of the time, play action. You know, when it's, you're talking NFL, it's all about the system. So as much as people think that Blake Fisher has been disappointing, I keep telling people, PFF has him as a top five right tackle in all of college football. That's where he grades out. Despite all of the disappointment, that's where he grades out. And it doesn't matter how we feel. All he needs is one scout to fall in love with his talent and promise. That's all he needs. One team, one scout, one system. That's all he needs. And that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. You know, you just need one guy to fall in love with you. You don't need all 32. And like you said, Blake Fisher is, is magnified on this level. And the level of expectation that Notre Dame has is not the same as what these NFL scouts are looking to use and plug and play and develop themselves. So 
a lot of the NFL, especially early rounds, is based on just raw freak talent. Blake Fisher's teetering in that category, so mm-hmm. along with him going to Notre Dame is only a plus on how it, it reflects in the league anyway. So they're going to give a lot of credit to him going in, and you have to think he's getting ranked amongst guys who didn't go to Notre Dame that played offensive line in this year's draft class. So among this year's draft class, Blake Fisher ranks in his position group among some of the best doing it this year. All you need to do is be good and look great for one guy and one team in the year that you're going out. And it's just a matter of, you know, he is who he is at this point. There's enough film out there. It's just, is this year better to go or is next year better to go? I think the healthier you can be, uh, the better your chances are of, of getting striking hot while the iron's hot. And, you know, you can bank on development once you get in there. Think a lot about Wani Taylor, who was my left tackle at Florida the year I was there my grad transfer year, mm-hmm. who ended up staying the year after I left and ended up going, you know, the round he was going to go. And he's still developing. He's blocking yeah. for Mahomes right now. Yeah. He's blocking early for the – so it's just a matter of following the the right team that wants to, that wants to develop you and take the chance because that's all you can ask for is the chance. But in terms of having the talent to get there, he can go right now. He can go right now. Yeah. From the talent and, to get there, he can go right now. So yeah. it's just a matter of is he in the right place for the right team to take him in this year's draft or is it next year? So it's just a matter of when. But I think the healthier and earlier you can put yourself in there, the better. And if he's getting good ratings to go, I mean, hell, I would go. Why not? Just like Darnell Wright from Tennessee went off his tape against Will Anderson in that matchup against Alabama, Blake Fisher can go off that Ohio State tape. Because he dominated JT. Pretty much the entire game. You didn't even hear JT's name until the against end. Ohio State. You didn't even hear his name the entire night until that last series where they had Blake pinned down and tried to bring the tight end across to block JT on two consecutive plays. And like the great player he is, he wrecked both plays. And Notre Dame ended up having to get the ball back to Ohio State. And to me, Darnell Wright, I didn't like the pick, especially when you got a chance to take Jalen Carter. I was like, I don't like the pick. Sorry. And he's he's personally lost two games, missing assignments and blocks in the fourth quarter this year. So That's right. you know, people want to say Blake needs to come back. Blake has played three years under three different off, offensive line coaches. That's right. That's it, man. He's like, man, I'm tired of this. He might be feel like, man, I'm tired of this. Everything's different. There's no consistency. I'm gone. If I get a second grade, second round, third round grade, I'm out of here. I'm gone. You know? And that's his decision. The NFL, in a sense, at the O-line position, if you have talent, is very much like the NBA G League left. It might be one of the only positions 
in football where you can be super raw and be picked up all year and be, and be picked up you know because offensive lines in the nfl yeah yeah you, yeah yeah i it's agree just to be younger when you're in there you just get more years at it but you're gonna hang around for a long time just being good you know q got yeah. q got another 10 years in him if he wants it facts Provided he don't obviously stay healthy, but he got 10 years, I, I would guess, if he wanted it. Yeah. And once again, like I said, you know, um, he only needs a couple of teams, man. Yeah. That see him fitting their system. Teams that probably like him and want him right now. Yeah. They don't yeah. care about that standing college stuff. You got an NFL coach that's watching him right now, watching the Ohio State tape like, oh. I can, I, can work with, I, I can work with that. I can work with this. I can get this out of him every week. And and that's it. So right? Because I do. I look at the NFL and I'm like, there's some real questionable offensive linemen, bro. Yeah, look. Like look the first round offensive linemen that don't work out. I'll say this. And I'm being as about as honest as I can. Blake Fisher could start for the Bears offensive line right now. Mm. That's how bad that offensive line is. Blake Fisher could find a spot on the Bears offensive line right now. Or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right now. Right. Pittsburgh, their offensive line is struggling. And that's once again. Now you're talking about the system left that fits what he does best. Run blocking. He wants to run block and get him up in the lather and then play action. That's it. They're not about to drop back and pass 30, 40 times. That's not his strength. But if you get a team with a system that fits his strength, they will fall in love with him. They will. I watched it. Darnell Wright was nowhere near a first round or thought of as a first round offensive lineman and had a good game against Will Anderson in Alabama and all of a sudden, oh my God, oh my God, he's a top 10 pick. And that dude, when you watch him play, is maybe a late first round, second round pick at the position. Maybe. Did you see how easy Hutchinson went around him to end that game Sunday? Yeah. Like you know you have to pass block and protect Justin Fields. And you didn't you barely touched Aiden Hutchinson, bro. In a clear passing situation. That's look. People can prejudge him all you want to. He's just as talented as a lot of starters in the NFL. I'm talking about right now. Yeah, He's just as talented as them. Just as, yeah. 